0: reverend podcast f- about games. with are the King's reverend Gaming podcast from Respawn, from Apple. Yeah, <laughs> huh?
1: we are if the number one podcast where you can request to make out do with me in to the Amp chat. himself up for that.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I amped myself up so hard uh, while that intro video was playing. I was just like.
1: Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, was so good. Oh, it shit. went from I'm gonna do something. Hold Wait, no, I'm just gonna do it. You're gonna love it. <laughs> <you start>
0: <laughs> that wasn't even the thing I was referencing.
1: The thing Whoa. I was referencing is coming a little bit later. Whoa! This episode just got really intense immediately
0: off the bat. Boom. How intense is it? So intense. We're gonna have a little bit of console war on here today because the <gasps> PS5 is slapping that ass of the Xbox Series X, <laughs> and uh, well, the Xbox is not getting that hot. Ooh! See what I did there. <laughs> see what I did there. Not getting that hot because people aren't interested, and also it's pretty cool, but not cool, or is it? We'll I'm Chad Michael one of your hosts. We also have with us here Holden, beautiful, delicate flower DePardo. That is my full name. Hi, how's it going? I'm Holden, beautiful, delicate <laughs> flower DePardo. Beautiful, delicate is hyphenated. It's a family name. <laughs> We've also got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over Globo right now. Just like uh, Pork chop 118 YT in the chat. God, that intro is so loud. Says Pork chop Well, you know what? Lick my balls. Say it all the time. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> Eastern, you can put us in your ears with your favorite podcast service or. You can put us in your butt if you put us on a pop socket and you've re-engineered how to put one of those in your butt. You can also put us in your eyes with YouTube. You can go to, I'm making, I'm, I am, I'm This is jazz right here. YouTube, go to YouTube, watch us. Do you want to watch us live? Twitch.tv slash idiots. You can do that right now every Sunday night at around 8.30 Eastern time p.m non-daylight savings i am exhausted yeah that's a lot of energy just out there i just have to catch my breath a bit and then we're gonna have a second <laughs> high right now uh <laughs> like we are doing right now today's episode is brought to you by idiotas afavales del mundo i'll see your dad in mexico which we will tell you about later in this episode as i mentioned earlier we've got some ps5 v xbox series x news coming up v short right now though we're going to take a little break and talk about what we've been playing this week. Hold on, it seems like you've been doing some real chill things. Playing some Animal Crossing, some Pikmin 3, some Pokemon 3 demo, some Breath of the Wild. I think you mean no Breath Pokemon. of Fire. on, tell me
1: all about what you've played this week and why. I will uh, articulate every Dawn. syllable with a clap. <laughs> <laughs> I started off with Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, just, it's our barf game this month, so I'm playing it for that reason. What does barf mean? Barf is Backlog Accomplishments with Respawn and Friends. Every month, or two months in the case of Horizon, we play a game to, it's in our backlog. In this case, in my backlog, not in your backlog. You've platinumed it, right?
0: Well, I did want to play it again before Horizon Forbidden West came out, so...
1: And I wanted to play it for the first time before... That game you just mentioned comes out. So, been playing that, but we'll talk about that later on in the month. I played Breath of the Wild, which is, is like a mistake. Because the whole point of playing Horizon Zero Dawn was to play it distance from Breath of the Wild. So bitch. I could give it like a fair shake. But then we, I got a new TV, and I really wanted to see Breath of the Wild on that. And I've just been pouring a lot of time into Breath of the Wild now. But I will say, it's not impacting Horizon. Because I'm going into Horizon with the mindset of, this is a story game. And I'm going for the story and the narrative. Whereas before I was thinking it's an, primarily an open world game. And it is, but I, I feel like approaching as a story based game is is probably the better way to do it. And I'm enjoying it more for that reason. But I can't talk about that. I might not even like it. You don't know that until the end of October. Who the fuck we'll find knows? out. Who the fuck cares? All of you do. In the month. How's it going, Dallas, you sexy beast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to
0: dallas for giving us a twenty dollar tip in the chat <laughs> i'm doing this new thing where i dream i dream board things
1: and then just say them out loud and hopefully one day they happen absolutely like one day i would love for chad to play more animal crossing new horizons it seems very likely that's not happen.
0: what you do you don't say i would like for this to happen you say oh okay. chad you played a lot of animal crossing this week and then
1: one week it will end up being true i see Gotcha. So this week I played Animal Crossing with Chad, and it was a grand old time. We just fished together and caught bugs. I'm in the process of revamping my whole town, and I'm kind of just like Chad was doing jazz earlier. I'm doing like the jazz, the, the jazz, <laughs> the, the jazz equivalent with Animal Crossing, where I'm just kind of building shit and like paving the way for stuff and just hoping it works out. So we're gonna see how that that plays out. But it's actually. It's good jazz. It is say, it's good, jazz. good jazz. So I don't far. know how it compares to my jazz I was just doing, but it's jazz, baby. It's maybe. extremely similar. Like Brent, I'm just vibing. I'm just, I'm just vibing. Just vibing, as the kids say. <laughs> <It's just vibing. laughs> like gibbons. Uh, the tell me about this Pikmin this 3 league.
0: demo. So Pokemon 3 came out on the <laughs> 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 oh, Wii.
1: I know, had our, ice our cream video before was frozen. Brent, is it frozen for you as well? Let us know. We might. We'll see no, we it's not. Dallas just has the internet of a homeless. Mm. Pikmin um,
0: 3. Speaking yeah, tell me
1: homeless. about Pikmin 3. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of homeless, it's actually relevant here. You are leaving your home to find, go to other planets to find food, and you crash land on the planet. You are now homeless, living on this planet, trying to find food, and you meet these little Pikmin creatures who. You see that segue there? Wasn't that I a good segue?
0: I, I see it. That's what they call made. I'm, jazz, I'm, baby. Just,
1: I'm, I'm just gonna call myself out on how awesome that was. That's how proud I am. So God, this is a jazzy podcast. Thank you, Ryan Ryan podcast. Gosling, for saving jazz so we could do it on our podcast. <laughs> um I so Pikmin 3 basically you're you're collecting these little Pikmin characters who follow you around. I guess they're like animals on this planet you're on. And any obstacle in front of you, you throw the Pikmin at it, and they take care of it. So if there's a bunch of mushrooms in the way of your path, you throw some Pikmin at it, and they chisel away at the mushroom. There might be this wall. You can throw them at the wall and have them charge at it, so they're all banging on it until it breaks down. And you're basically just kind of managing these different Pikmin as you kind of go through tiny little puzzles. And I say puzzles. It's not like there's you move from one puzzle to the next puzzle, but you're kind of like in an open area that you're exploring and kind of figuring out how to properly navigate it, and I gotta say it's actually kind of in, more enjoyable than I thought. I did think to myself, "Oh, I'm not gonna get this game though," mainly because I don't want to play this part I just played over again. But then <laughs> I found out it has sav data has save data that carries over. Uh huh. So now I'm kind of like, "Well, fuck!" Like I can actually see myself getting this and enjoying it because it's kind of relaxing. When and does it come out? December. Peaceful. No, it comes out next week. I think. Shut the front door I'm pretty sure But I have too much To play until then so That's exactly until, right uh, Until next gen comes out So I, I don't know If I can fit it in Did you but finish Origami King I, Did you finish All the exactly. Super Mario Worlds Did you finish Anything else <laughs> No <laughs> Final Fantasy 7 no. Remake I, I think I'm just Not going to finish That game You ignorant slut <laughs> That's what I'm playing Chad you've been playing Looks like Horizon Zero Dawn As well And then something have. You've never played before I have played
0: Horizon Zero Dawn this week. Again, jumping back into it. Got the platy already, got the super armor, got all the whips out there just sweeping up some dinos in the open plains, climbing up mountains, not with my hands, but doing it with my legs, because that's how you do an HZD. <laughs> uh, we'll talk more about that at the end of the month as we talk about our barf game this month. But I do want to talk a little bit about the disappointment that is Destiny 2 Festival of the Lost this season. <laughs> what 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 that's right destiny 2 festival of the lost is kind of a stinker it's the halloween thing it's the you know you can put on a mask and you can be a sorts of people or jack-o-lanterns or whatever the fuck you want but there's this it's a lot of the same as last year Last year they introduced the Haunted Forest, which was just a spooky reskin of the Infinite Forest from, uh, I I know you know nothing about this, but I assume some of our listeners do. (laughs) The Infinite Forest from Mercury, and you run it, and you have to kill, you have 15 minutes total, you have to kill a bunch of enemies, then fight a boss, then kill a bunch of enemies, fight a boss, and do that as many times as you can in 15 minutes. But the rewards at the end, the only difference this year is that uh, there are five chests you can open up. But you need cipher decoders to get them. And you get cipher decoders from other events, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is the rewards fucking suck a baby bottle. They suck a baby bottle pop. They're the same guns as were last year and the year before are the rewards this year. And it's the same, like masks, a couple of new masks. There's candy. It's just not as fun this year. However, some of the best. Armor ornaments that you can get are available. The warlock has this dope Dracula, like with vampire fangs on his on his helmet, and then the like frilly shirt and the, the suit jacket. It looks super cool, and then. Um, the Titan has, like, a Frankenstein, almost Power Ranger-looking monster kind of armor. Looks dope as fuck. And then the coolest one of all, Holden, is the Hunter, who is a werewolf. And it looks so cool. Like, the coolest armor of any armor that's ever been available on the planet Earth. Mercury, Titan, Io, Jupiter, the Fallen Kingdom, the Seven Realms of Lothlorien Galadriel's Forest. And Matt Vieira comes in here, takes one look at it and goes, eh. He's the one who plays as a hunter. I don't play as a hunter. Dallas doesn't play as anything other than a, a curmudgeon old man. <laughs> because he hates playing that game with us, but he can't get enough of it. And I play as a warlock. Um, so anyone who could be cool looking would be Matt. And Matt's just like, eh. Like, what a fucking idiot. I love that guy, though. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Festival of the Lost, meh. But we've got four weeks, we've got five campaigns left. We beat the Red, da- or Red War, Red Legion, Red whatever the fuck. We beat the original storyline, we're working through Curse of Osiris, we gotta do Warmind, we gotta do Shadow Keep, we gotta do whatever the fuck is next uh, before everything comes to fruition. <gasps> Speaking of coming to fruition. I have a limited edition, only the cool kids can get it t-shirt brought to you by Destiny on Bungie.net because I got (laughs) 15 triumphs, 15 triumphs in the moments of triumph thing where you have to like complete the raid, complete another raid, complete another raid, but also find all the lost sectors on the moon and get all three exotics from this season and reach max level, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. I got 15 of those. It was quite an accomplishment, which means I have the ability now to buy a shirt on net. They Destiny has always kind of done this. If you're one of the first people to beat the new raid, then you might be able to go buy a, a limited edition jacket that other people can't. Or uh, they've raid rings. Uh, I'm also eligible to buy like four weird tokens for something Anyway, you can always buy these things if you have seven hundred and (laughs) seventy-seven thousand dollars, seven hundred and seventy-seven dollars. But if you do these things, then you get a discount code that reduces it to like twenty-five bucks or thirty bucks. So I have that coming. They they have. So you can still buy the stuff
1: generally, even if you don't get the
0: triumphs. Yeah, you can buy the stuff generally for three quarter, literally three quarters of a million dollars. Or seriously. Seriously, like if you if you do not have the discount code from actually completing the thing in game, it is seven hundred and seventy <laughs> seven thousand seven
1: hundred and seventy seven dollars on Bungie How many people do you think have bought that? None. Do you think anyone has? Nobody's credit card has a, <laughs> a
0: limit on it that will mm. allow them, unless they have a black card.
1: Well, do you think Bill Gates is like kid maybe want wants to do this? Bill Gates doesn't have a kid. He has a demon spawn. <laughs> 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 oh, no, Chad, you don't believe in QAnon, do you? Oh, I do, I
0: do, and everyone is a lizard. Um, so that's really cool. It has a little shield on the, on the sleeve of it, too, and I put my gamer tag. You could personalize it, so I have a Destiny 2 Moments of Triumph for 2020 with my name on it. It's going to be fucking dope. Anyway, I'm all high on Destiny 2 right now. I also got to the point where I'm like... I think I've done everything that I want to do before the uh, solo at least. Like I, I I I don't feel like I need to play the game anymore without Matt and Dallas cuz we need to do the story mode stuff. But it, like I've gotten all the exotics I feel like I I'm gonna get before Beyond Light comes out next month. I've done all the things I think I want to do solo. But I want to do I want to do a dungeon which you can only do with three people and it's matchmaking is basically a, a shorter raid with three people. And I want to do the rest of the story content, but gotta wait on my boys for that. Mm. That's what I've been playing this week. Holden, let's graduate from playtime to main quest. We're gonna hold on just a second while you raise your finger and
1: tell us a little ditty. Yeah. So I actually forgot to mention it's not quite playtime, but it's relevant. I finally got the Sony website to work where I could sign in and pre-order PS5 games. So I finally did that. I got Demon Souls, of course. Yeah. I gotta be good. It's, sack boy a big adventure because i mean come on that looks like fun and i want to play that with everyone it looks great and then i got godfall and the only one i hesitated on was destruction all-stars i'm still open to getting it but we've seen so little of it i kind of want to see what reviews say before i it's put a first my money party
0: car beat them up smash them up shoot them up it's gonna be fun dude we'll see we'll see just don't Get HelloFresh sponsored for a week, and you'll be fine. (laughs) 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 All right, now we can move on to the main quest. Moving on, we're shaking things up a little bit this week. This week, we are going to start with our main quest, and then we're going to move on and talk about all the other shit. We're going to call that something else in just a little bit. Our main quest this week is PS5 Crushes, like a Mountain Dew can that is empty and devoid of life. The Series X in pre-orders. That's the whole headline right there. <laughs> what this headline should say is Sony made more PS5s than Xbox made Xboxes. <laughs> um here's the title. 72% of US next-gen pre-order customers chose PS5. Says Marie Delasandre at gamesindustry.biz. Here are a couple of little stats to break down. One, VGM, Video Game Magazine, ran a survey between September 23rd to 25th with a sample of 511 Americans. Keep that in mind. Americans. We all know how much they lie, so this could be all for for nothing. You say they like you're not an American, too. (laughs) I don't identify as American until Joe Biden is president. 15% of the 511 actually managed to pre-order a next-gen system. So right there, 85% of people didn't even get to get a system. Of that 15%, here's a breakdown. About three quarters of them, 72%, got a physical PS5. 10% of them got a digital PS5. <clears throat> 30% got a Series X, and 8% got a Series S. And I know you're saying, wait a minute, that's a lot more than 100%. And it was like, fucking math, fool. Some people got two. Um, so yeah, right there, three-quarters of them got a PS5, and the most Series X comes in, under a third of people got a Series X. <clears throat> Who actually managed to get one? Here's another stat for you. About a, almost a third, <clears> 29 percent <throat> tried to pre-order, but were unable. Of that third of a, the people uh, surveyed, over half of them, 58 percent, wanted a physical PS5. A fifth of them, 21%, wanted a digital one. And then when it came, comes to Xbox, 40%, two-fifths, wanted a Series X. And about 10%, uh, 11% uh, wanted a Series S. What's interesting to me there is the, the, in both the I was able to get this console for better or for worse, whether it's the one I wanted or not, the physical one out, as well as the ones who wanted to buy something, the physical one out as well. Of those interested in PS5, almost half of them, 45%, say exclusive games was the most enticing factor, whereas when asked about Microsoft's consoles, Game Pass uh, attracted the most interest.
1: That was a 42%. I realize I forgot to put that in the note, but that was 42%.
0: 42% said Game Pass attracted the most interest. So, Holden, there are a couple of things we can glean from this. One, a lot of people want to pre-order, and they couldn't get it. Two, um... A lot of people are choosing the physical editions over the digital editions. Mm-hmm. Three, no matter what, you can't fucking get these consoles anywhere. So they sold through <laughs> everything they made. So this, as I mentioned in the very beginning, is Sony made more PS5s than Microsoft made Series
1: Xs. <clears throat> there is still more interest, though, in getting a PS5 That's true. over getting a Series X for people who were not unable to get one. So even if there was an even <laughs> amount and they didn't sell out, the, the interest is still... The demand is still higher for PS5 than it is Series X. But you're right.
0: percent higher.
1: It's clear that Sony made more consoles. Yeah. And they've
0: been telling us that for a long time. Like they said, we're going to have more consoles available than we did for the PS4 launch. We're going to have more than yeah. the PS4 launch. And it didn't seem that way when pre-orders came around and everything disappeared in half a second. And we all cried and threw our controllers against the wall. But, uh, yeah, it seems that they did. Now, what I'm curious about is... Did Microsoft not make as money as many consoles because it's not a priority for them? I've been maintaining for the last 6 months that Microsoft is not selling a next gen console, they are selling Game Pass now. Like that is their platform, mm-hmm. that is their thing that they're pushing. And their consoles are just one way you can experience that. Whereas Sony is pushing a console and the console has everything you need on it. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure whether they didn't produce enough because they couldn't or they didn't produce enough because it's not a huge priority in their roadmap and their business plan right now. And by huge priority, I mean obviously it's a big priority for them, but it's not as, uh, as much of a priority yeah. as physical consoles were for Sony.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess what's interesting to me is – pretty much everything you mentioned there – What's interesting to me is that there's just there's so much more interest in the PlayStation 5 than the Series X. I've been saying for a while now that despite Xbox One's really poor marketing and lead up to to their next gen launch, well, next gen being the Xbox One launch, they still sold the same number of units as PlayStation at launch. And I don't think that's going to be the case this time. And I, I this is surprising to me because I kind of figured you'd still see within the first week of launch, like, hey, here are the sales numbers. They both sold a million in one day. Like, That's not going to be the headline this time. And I think you're right. It's because the... It's because Microsoft didn't make a number of as many consoles as PlayStation did, but I just think that's going to like they should have made as many as they could to match Sony. Now that they could have known how many Sony is making, right? But I don't know. Like that's that's not going to be a great look coming into this launch when everyone knows that Sony clearly won the next generation or last generation. I mean, so I, that's really interesting to me because it's it's very obvious that. Sony is now the number one player. There's no half and half. Like I think this kind of solidifies it. We can't just blame it now on the poor launch of the Xbox One and the repercussions of that. Like even with Game Pass, people are still more interested in getting a PlayStation Five, and not just a PlayStation I'm, Five,
0: a five hundred dollar PlayStation Five.
1: Yeah. I, I do wonder if the reason there's a disparity between Xbox Series X or Xbox Series X and S and the PlayStation Five is that ultimately the digital edition is using the same exact components as the, you know, the the physical version outside of the obviously the disc drive and the casing is different as a result of the disc drive being absent. But whereas Series X and Series S have fundamentally different parts, different. Um, motherboards. I mean, there's so much more there that maybe they had to reduce the number that could be manufactured. It couldn't be as streamlined as, say, the manufacturing line for PS5. That's possible that's a factor. But I think this is really... I think this is kind of like one of the more important, kind of less talked about stories of the week. Because I haven't heard too much about this. Like, this is actually pretty significant.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, I mean when we look at the numbers, too, they sampled 511 people. Mm-hmm. 15% wanted to get one, or 15% got one. 29% wanted to get one, but couldn't. So, yeah. like, interestingly enough, that's still only 45% of people actually are interested in getting a next-gen console right now.
1: Yeah, that is that's surprising as well. That's another statistic,
0: too, that kind of was overlooked.
1: Yeah. It's interesting for sure. I'm very curious what this means for kind of seeing how this plays out now. Um, and to go on the whole Game Pass thing, you're 100% right that Xbox is not selling a console. They're selling Game Pass. The lower shipments could also just be a sign that they mean that more seriously than we had anticipated.
0: Yeah, so, and they're putting resources yeah. they are putting resources elsewhere into backwards compatibility, into Game Pass and Cloud, mm-hmm. into developing something for iOS that we'll see in a, in a little
1: bit. Yeah, and This also doesn't mean that people are interested in Microsoft. It literally could just mean that people are so on board with Microsoft's vision that they don't want to buy the hardware anymore. They just want to go ahead and use xCloud. Like, that's also possible. This this doesn't actually... This isn't inherently a bad thing for Microsoft. This could actually be really good for them. I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of know. Like we only have a few sets of numbers here, but it's it, it's right. hard to know kind of how this is going to sway. So I'm really really curious now uh, about Microsoft's vision. And but obviously Sony's doing great. <laughs> <Like obviously laughs> yeah, Sony's doing again. great. Yeah. I think you're right. This this yeah. could mean
0: that like people are saying, oh shit, yeah, maybe I'll get a One X, maybe I'll get a a One S, and continue gaming next gen on that, or do it on my Android phone. <laughs> And like like I said a couple months ago too is like I don't think a success metric is number of consoles sold anymore. Like that might not be a thing that is is um, worth looking at when it comes to comparing these two consoles now or these two. I I I hesitate to even call them consoles now. It's I guess video game platforms platforms publishers. I don't (laughs) platform. I guess yeah. We'll go with platforms.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's really interesting. I wonder if we're going to transition to units, like software units sold. I wonder, I wonder if that's going to be the, the new game metric.
0: Game Pass fucks that up.
1: Uh, they may find a way to bundle that in where it's like, <laughs> oh, every time someone downloads a game, that's a quote, unit sold. Maybe that's that, that'll be the metric for Microsoft. They'll say games downloaded. That's going to be their metric. But then you don't only have to download them, you can stream them now. Stream downloaded Same
0: different. <laughs> it gets so difficult. Same difference. But see, but then that <laughs> metric really means nothing against Sony, because Sony doesn't have an equivalent of it. so it's like, why why even report on that metric if there's nothing? if there's no way to tell whether that's mm-hmm. good
1: or bad? Yeah, and it now we we've always had Sony and Microsoft doing their thing and then Nintendo off doing something else entirely. And now it's really like Sony's doing its own thing, which is kind of more of the traditional approach that we're used to Nintendo's doing their pick of daisies in the field, but it turns out into <laughs> magic pixie dust every time and then Microsoft is on this completely different path now as well So it, it, it's interesting how that's gonna play out It is indeed. and then there's Luna. Who knows where Luna's gonna play into it as well Luna. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Holden, that was our main quest this week, talking about the little console breakdown with the percentages and the goddamn and the jello and the pudding and the Bill Cosby. But continuing on, we've got some other things that are kind of related. There are our, our quest log, and we're going to call this the Platty platy cleanup. <laughs> we've beaten the game, but now we're going to finish the other side quest and clean all this shit up. Get that platy. Uh, going through the platy-platy cleanup for Microsoft... Uh, we have a, a few stories here that are pretty big. It says, Xbox GM talks about the recent Xbox Series X heating reports, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Some background. There have been people uh, reporting that apparently the Xbox Series X runs hot. Hot enough that it might be uncomfortable to the touch, or people even sometimes saying, like, the expansion slot on the back might burn you while it's in rest mode. However... Aaron Greenberg at Microsoft, uh, when asked on Twitter if that should be concerning, Aaron said that the heat coming out of the Series X shouldn't be any uh, shouldn't be much different than the the One X. They should be similar in in their temperatures um, while running. So, who knows where these rumors are coming from of all of this happening and the things getting hot? But apparently, they have very similar heat outputs. It's also yeah, so it's it's in it's important to note that these consoles are engineered all. Oh, all technology that runs and has a computer and it is engineered to dissipate heat to let heat out so it should get warm anytime you get a new phone and you're it's working really hard to put all your new information on it your phone's gonna get hot and it's it's engineered in a way that all of that heat goes out rather than baking the inside of the console or baking the inside of the phone mm-hmm. um, so that's worth being said as well They're like it's doing its job if it gets warm
1: yeah absolutely Especially if it's doing a lot more and These consoles are definitely doing a lot more. They're also very compact. The Xbox Series X is a very compact device.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can say the PS5 is compact, but the Xbox Series X
1: (laughs) is definitely... We'll talk about that one later on. Um, So, yeah, so this whole getting warm thing. I first heard this and I was hearing, like... Or maybe I was just inferring, but it seemed like people were being... uh, This is an extreme situation. You know, you could burn your hand. Like I was, I felt like people were talking about this in a very like extreme. Like this is terrible for Microsoft. Return of the Red Ring of Death is something I had heard, and I'm like, whoa, that sounds serious. And then I saw one of the videos. I think it was from um, from Giant Bomb. Of where this kind of kind of started, or one of the situations that kind of got this ball rolling, and the guy like is holding a Series X, and he's like, "Oh, that's," and he literally just says, "Oh, that's kind of warm," and then he touches his expansion port. it's like, "Oh, that's kind of warm too." I'm like, "Oh, kind of warm? I'm not worried about that. That's fine." Yeah. <laughs> like, that's like you were kind of saying, like technology does that. Um,
0: it's like, and people get, exactly like you said, like the Giant Bomb podcast. People are saying this, and then people are taking it out of context. Another one that a lot of people yeah. were quoting is, I think it was Game Informer show, uh, the guy described it as toasty. And people were like, oh god, that means it is hot as a toaster! Oh my god! (laughs)
1: And he's like, no. It's like it's warm to the touch. And uh, I'm gonna spoil something that we're gonna talk about later on, but I wonder how much this has to do with... Actually, no, we've talked about this in previous weeks. I I feel like if we hadn't had a story within the past week of how the PS5 ran so cold, it was literally cold to the touch after 80, 80 minutes, which is very unusual. Like, that's just... That just shows that Sony did a really good job with the cooling. If we, would, if we didn't have that comparison, how much this would actually be a big deal. Yeah. And I don't think it would be, like, at all. Because this is like my PlayStation gets really hot. Your Switch, well, well you can hear the fans blaring because it's trying to make sure it doesn't get super hot. Like, this is fine. And you're not touching it. It's a box you put in your living room entertainment right. center. You leave it there. You're not even touching it. It's like going to burn you're a hole in your entertainment center and fall through on top of it. Well, I mean, that's not a bad idea if it gets warm enough. I mean, two birds, one stone, right? Play some games, make some pancakes. Like, great idea. Don't actually do that. (laughs) I can't can't believe it. Only do it if you're putting your Series
0: X sideways. Do not cook pancakes (laughs) on top if you're not doing it sideways. Or you're going to pour it into the grate on top, and the fan's going to spit it right back in your face. You're going to go blind, and then you're going to knock it
1: over. It's going to fall off and hit the ground and die. I would feel really bad for the Microsoft support employee who has to deal with a, quote, liquid <laughs> damage with pancake batter <laughs> Xbox Series X.
0: Moving on to the next Microsoft platy-platy cleanup uh, work <clears throat> in progress. <laughs> Microsoft seems to be bundling a bunch of Bethesda's best games together on Xbox Series X, X's Brett Makadonsky at Destructoid. Making the most out of their most recent acquisition, we have two rumored collections coming down the pipeline. One being the Arcane Collection. All the games developed by the Arcane Studio with Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, and Prey. And then another collection, which is the Wolfenstein Alternate History Collection with Wolfenstein The New Order, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, Wolfenstein 2 The New Colossus, and Wolfenstein Young Blood. These bundles have apparently been rated for Series X. Uh, hold in. Unusual, good move, bad new move, do we care?
1: Um, I think it's setting the tone of what to expect from the Bethesda acquisition. I think that's... If this is true or not. I think it's interesting it's been rated for Series X, especially since... this. If this is real, I don't think they started working on this after the acquisition. They probably were working on this well before the acquisition, considering their touch-ups of eight games. Like, yeah. you know, decent-sized games, too. So... I believe it. I think it's legit. I think it's a good move for Microsoft too because they need something to say it's exclusive to the Xbox. And I think this is kind of them, if it is real, drawing the line in the sand and saying, no, 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 these things are going to be on the Xbox platform exclusively.
0: Uh, yeah, I think going forward this is a good way to kind of kind of hint at that coming down the pipe. I mm-hmm. I think that obviously these titles are going to make their way to Game Pass. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I think we Doom Eternal is the first one that we saw most recently come to it. And I, all of these are going to make their way there eventually. Um, so it's not necessarily like, we need this bundle right now in order to play it on next gen. And what? No, it's, it's going to be there with Game Pass day one. It doesn't matter. Not day one, but it'll be there eventually. But I do think that this is probably a way for them to put out a definitive version of these games that is Microsoft branded. So when you buy a
1: disc yeah, that's a good point.
0: of Wolfenstein... It now has Microsoft on the box. It has Microsoft when you boot up the game and the, their logo in the beginning. So we, this is their way of saying, cool, all these games that you love, remember now they're Microsoft. Whereas if you have an old disc or something like that or you downloaded the game before, it won't have that at the beginning of the game. Yeah. We also have, apparently, knock on wood, knock on your boner. Microsoft is reportedly bringing XCloud to iOS in 2021 via a direct browser-based solution, says Adam Bankers at IGN. Right after Luna was announced last week, and they mentioned a similar solution where you'll uh, stream on iOS using a browser because the App Store guidelines still suck a fuck. Um, Business Insider and The Verge say Phil Spencer claims that Game Pass will end up on iOS. Um, So I'm very excited to see that obviously, I'm going to play my Xbox. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to buy this fucking console to play it in 4K, 60 frames a second, 120 hertz on my TV, and then I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, I can't believe I spent money on that because I can't wait to play it on my phone. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, that's, it, obviously, this is going to be a huge get for people on the road, on a shuttle home, at work instead of doing work, that kind of stuff. It's going to be great. Can't wait.
1: It's a good and move too because Apple's implementation. Because uh, this is official, they said that you can have it. Yeah, it's official. You can have Game Pass, but you have to have them as individual titles, each individu- individually rated. by like, this the browser is a better solution. I think it's gonna run fine.
0: Yeah, and you can do whatever the fuck you they want in browser. Yeah, um, I'm curious what the fuck Stadia has been doing the last. Like Luna came out and said, Hey, Mike we're gonna do a browser base, like from the start. Microsoft said, Hey, we ran into a roadblock two months later, we're doing a browser thing, and Stadia's just been like, We tried one thing and I guess we'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> like Stadia's Stadia's been out there for a year now almost, and they're still just like, No, we're we're just not on IOS. I know that's where you want it, but it sucks. They're not even on the newest Chromecast. <laughs> Exactly. I know, right? Google okay. released a new product, and Google's streaming service doesn't work on it.
1: I know. Sometime next year, it'll come. It's like, holy shit. Like, do, you, do you not know how to launch any product? Because this is really... It's surprising. Okay. I don't want to talk about Stadia. <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> horseshit. <laughs> it's is horseshit. All right. So here's this next
0: story. Uh, the title of this, 10 <laughs> App Store Principles to Promote Choice, Fairness, and Innovation. From Rima Alaily, VP and Deputy General Counsel at on the Microsoft blog
1: for Microsoft, but written on the Microsoft, Microsoft blog, yeah, uh,
0: on the on the Microsoft blog. Yeah. Uh, so we have here ten principles that Windows has come out and or that Microsoft has come out and says. These are what we stand by for products on the Microsoft Store and this is our our thing. I'm just going to read a couple of them. I'm not going to go through all ten. I think it's a little ridiculous, but we'll read a couple of them, talk about the spirit of them, and then we have a blurb about how does this apply to Xbox. Number one, developers will have the freedom to choose whether to distribute their apps for Windows through our app store. We will not block competing app stores on Windows. Number two, we will not block an app from Windows based on on a developer's business model or how it delivers content and services, including whether content is installed on a device or streamed from the cloud. Number three, we will not block an app from Windows based on a developer's choice of which payment system to use for processing purchases made in its app. And the other seven go on like that. Uh, It is all them directly saying, we're gonna stand up and all these things that Epic is, is angry about and all the, the, the controversy around Apple's App Store, we're we're gonna say, We'll let you have the freedom of choice on Windows platforms. A fucking course you will. You only have a PC platform. You don't have a dog in this race on mobile yeah. because you failed and any Microsoft hardware <laughs> is running Android on it,
1: which doesn't adhere to these rules. So this also, is all these are the these are the principles that have already existed on PC. Like, right. It's not a change. It's This is the definition of virtue signaling. This, this is also... exactly what this is.
0: Already exists on Mac. All of these yeah. things are true of Mac. <laughs> like, on a, a, a portable computer, a personal computer platform, you can do these, all of these things. You're not being some, yeah. like amazing martyr over here dying for these principles. No, you're just like stating the... like. Yeah, all of these things already exist on desktop platforms.
1: You dumb shit. We're talking about mobile. And you don't have a mobile device because it failed. (laughs) (laughs) This whole thing could be rewritten as a BuzzFeed article called Top 10 Reasons that Microsoft Can't Be Sued by Epic Games. Because that's that's exactly what this is. Because they do Um, not have a phone. They do have a phone. But they have Xbox. They had to call it Xbox... At the end of this, specifically. I thought this part was so, like... It was very strange. Like, this is clearly just like... Oh, none of this applies to... We have a whole paragraph here. But basically what it says is... None of this really applies to Xbox, though. And uh, we'll tell you later on why.
0: (laughs) So, that's so... Like, that paragraph is like, oh, yeah, Xbox is so different and it's meant to do one thing and they're, like, they're digging themselves a hole with this paragraph about why that all of these 10 things don't apply to Xbox when, like, if they just didn't fucking say anything at all, they wouldn't have even had to bring that up. Like, (laughs) (laughs) if they didn't talk about their nonsense 10 things, they wouldn't have even had to talk about why it didn't apply to Xbox and no one would ask any
1: questions. Yeah. This was, this also didn't need to be said. Like, I don't think this had to be written. Nope, not at all.
0: This is our game it potato. Of the week. I've decided this is our game yes. potato. It's stupid.
1: I- <laughs> uh, there was one more thing I thought was dumber, but maybe maybe this is it. Let me see. Frey I agree. I want to. Yeah, no, this is it. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game potato. <laughs> all right. I thought there was something else, but there's not. Can we actually? Can we actually just jump to the Apple stuff
0: because it's so tied into that? Sure. Let's. Uh, we're gonna pass over the PlayStation, uh, the Sony Quest log, and jump to the third party Quest log. And we're going to start with the, the third, Apple versus log? Epic. Yeah, we're still cleaning up the quests, the side quests. Okay, I
1: wasn't sure. All for our platy right. platy right. cocoa
0: right. puff. Platy platy clean up. There we go. Here yeah. we go. Uh, third party, <laughs> starting with Apple versus Epic. Uh, we have a couple of stories here. Epic Games versus Apple trial has been set for May 2021, says Marie Delessandre at gamesindustry.biz. That's twice now I've hesitated on her last name and then fucking nailed it.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) The trial is set to begin on May 3rd. And as we reported last week, we did not report. As we discussed last week, uh, it will not be in front of a jury. It will just be in front of uh, a court. And then also, Epic Games' lawsuit against Apple could have, quote, significant and serious ramifications for Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft, end quote, says Vicky Blake at Eurogamer. Uh, hold on. I'm going to let you—you you wanted to talk about this. I'm going to let you kind of segue into whatever your thoughts were and talk about this.
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't have any, like, unique thoughts to bridge them. I just thought they are so closely related. We might as well keep it in the wheelhouse. Um, but uh, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers wrote in the court documents, The outcomes of this trial could harm other video game platforms, including Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Quote from the court documents, Epic Games argues about gaming consoles and computers require electrical blah. Epic Games argues that gaming consoles and computers require electrical outlets and separate screens and thus lack capacity for mobile play, which demands portable, battery-operated and cellular-connected devices with built-in screens. Um, the judge in that same court document recognized that Epic has ignored completely other devices as gaming laptops, tablets, and Nintendo Switch, which. Supposed to switch like it's all those things except for connected by a cellular tower like that's it (laughs) yeah Um, this is just like I feel like okay this is here's my thoughts on this. Hopefully we've all seen Arrested Development because we're about to have to make a – if you have this Arrested <laughs> Development, this analogy won't make any sense to you at all. But it's like when Maybe is trying to rebel against her parents and then offers to do something like chores to rebel because they said she'd never be interested in to- chores. And she's like scrubbing the floor going, this is my worst rebellion ever. And I feel like that's epic in court. Is maybe going like, why did we do this? We have to make these arguments. This is the worst rebellion we've (laughs) ever came up with. It's it gets more and more embarrassing for them. This is
0: the further it goes on, the more I'm convinced that they just thought Apple was going to flinch. Yeah, and they didn't. And then they were like, "Well, fuck, we didn't plan past this. What do we do?"
1: (laughs) I cannot wait to see what happens next May when this goes. To, to court. There's going to be some sort of uh, hearing on October 19th, but it seems like it's more just to kind of figure out what the parameters of the case are. And then they're going to meet up again for some pre conference trials. Our pre-trial conferences in like early April, but May third is when shit's gonna go down. I can't wait at this point. I, I'm gonna be there with popcorn. <laughs> like, <I'm> so <laughs> this is gonna be a train wreck. Because um, the only thing that Apple is like, they kind of oh, said, "Oh, it's pretty." Past reporting, it kind of said, "Oh, it's pretty even keeled. It's you know, uh, Epic got in trouble in this one way, but then Apple got in trouble because it tried to like ban Unreal Engine. But this next thing that coming up has nothing to do with Unreal Engine. That's already in the past. This is all gonna be about. The things that the judges already brought up huge concerns about, which is 30% cut, is is fair in the sense that it's an industry standard and that Apple has a right to not let you put another store within their store. Like, the judge has basically already said what her ruling on this is going to be. But now Epic is going to say lovely things like, well, Apple's different because they offer a device with mobile play, which demands portable battery-operated <laughs> and cellular-connected devices with built-in screens. We're going to see arguments like that over and over and over because again. Because
0: it runs on a battery,
1: we don't need to pay as much money to put it on it. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. And I think the other thing here for me is, although uh, Judge Yvonne gonzalez Rogers didn't say this explicitly, um, we're agreeing on something for different reasons. Um, I've kind of been saying from the beginning, this is going to be really bad if it goes through and Apple has to lower their cut. And then, because it will have the impact on Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo that they might need to lower their cut to remain competitive. And then they might not be profitable, which then means that they potentially could go under. In the case of Sony, if Sony loses PlayStation, they lost Sony because Sony right. funds so much of the rest of that company. Then if Apple is put in a situation where they are a monopoly for real, that was caused by Epic. And I just it's amazing to me that this is the path that we're going down on this. It's not to say there aren't problems that can't be discussed, but like It's a bull in the china shop. Like, Epic wants to put the bull in the china shop. Like, their goal of saying these just chinaware is very delicate. I don't know what we could possibly do. If a bull in a china shop ever got in there, it would be disastrous. Solution. Let's just put the bull in there right now. It just seems like such a weird way to approach this. And I know I've said this many times over the past few weeks, but it just continues to baffle me. Anyway. Speaking of monopolies, uh, walk us through this next story about the
0: monopolistic behavior.
1: Yeah, so um, I have similar views on this one, too. So the U.S. House <laughs> Committee says, Amazon, Google, Apple, Facebook engage in monopolistic behavior, not all within their own respective industries. Uh, the committee found these tech giants typically run the marketplace while also competing in it, a position that enables them to write one set of rules for others while they play by another, or to engage in a form of their own private quasi-regulation that is unaccountable to anyone but themselves. For now, the committee recommends several reforms to limit these monopolistic practices um so this is an interesting one because i actually think there's a lot to be said about the power of these tech companies and that it needs to be handled the first thing to note is this house committee whatever it was doesn't amount to anything Because at the end all they did is just recommend hey guys we should probably throw some reforms at them right So it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. They just basically patted themselves on the back and said, look, 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 we did something. It's like, no, you didn't really do anything. And it's not written in this article, but one of the primary concerns that the committee hearing made was about the 30% cut that Apple takes. But again, they only mentioned Apple in that, even though Google does the same thing. Facebook does the same thing. A lot of their content on their site, like they, if you buy like a movie from, you can still buy movies from Facebook. You can buy all sorts
0: of things from Facebook now.
1: Yeah, they take a cut like the fact that they're like they would call out Apple 30 percent is this unique thing means that they didn't do a great investigation because that's like (laughs) a basic level of research that needs to be done. And it's just embarrassing in another example of how our government does not understand technology and we need to figure these problems out. Hashtag watch the social dilemma. Everyone watch the social dilemma. Uh, You might already know about a lot of things that are in there, but it's still really important. I think to see the documentary regardless. It's. It's not going to be fixed by the the House and Senate that we have right now. It's just not going to be. But it's probably one of the most pressing issues of our time. And this is less video game related, but it's still hugely important. And still kind of related to the Apple epic thing as well, mildly. I read uh, the statement that Apple put out in response to
0: this. And one of the things I thought was so funny is like they're accusing Apple, among other companies, of being a monopoly. And, and Apple says in response, is like... Literally in every single space that we're in, we are not the most successful company. Like music, <laughs> Spotify beat us. Uh, news, yeah. there are a ton of other uh, better, more profitable news outlets. There's uh, movie streaming, like Netflix, obviously. Hulu, obviously, are so much better than Apple TV+. Like In everything yeah. that they do, they are by far not the most successful company. So how
1: is that a monopoly? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and the Spotify one's amazing too because I remember listening to the hearing and the Spotify was brought up as an example. Like, well, what about Spotify? Spotify is complaining about how you have this monopolistic power. Like when Apple one was announced, Spotify freaked and like wrote yeah. this whole thing about how it was so unfair to them. And I'm like, how can you make this claim when you are better positioned than Apple Music? And it's inherent to the platform. It, it it's the case that exactly proves that just because you have you're competing within your own market doesn't give you this huge advantage that apparently these companies have. It hasn't panned out in any example. It's so bizarre. And I I guess, like, it doesn't, like, if people who are just, like, on Twitter and stuff, like, I get it. You know, these are compelling arguments to a lot of people. These are House committee members who, like, should be the most nuanced and fact and detailed oriented, and they you just don't prove that. want them to that. be, for sure. we would want them to be, yeah, but it just doesn't happen. Ugh, politics is fun and frustrating and annoying and terrible and <laughs> awful all at the same time. Speaking of frustrating, annoying, and terrible, the
0: rest of the third-party quest log goes as follows. Uh, GameSpot <laughs> undergoes layoffs. Your favorite site not related to the store that is also probably undergoing a lot of layoffs. Uh says, Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Uh, so, parent company CNET, who owns uh, GameSpot, CNET, Metacritic, and Giant Bomb, uh, underwent a lot of layoffs. Um, if you know anything, any jobs opening, great. The thing I love about this game industry is that immediately after this happened, I saw a lot of, again, game industry people saying, hey, I know there's an opening here, or hey, we're hiring for this. Mm-hmm. Put out your resumes.
1: Sucks. Hopefully, they all land safely. And then... Also... Really quickly, I just found this really interesting. Giant Bomb is owned by the same company that owns GameSpot. Do you you know the story of Giant Bomb and how it came to be? No. Uh, Jeff the who's kind of founded Giant Bomb, he used to work at GameSpot. Long story short, he wrote a review for a game that was being sponsored on GameSpot, and they didn't like the review, so they tried to get him to change the review to something more positive. GameStop's... um, that the executives at GameSpot were telling Jeff Gersten, no, you need to change the review because they're a sponsor and Jeff Gersten refused. So he left GameSpot and then started giant bomb. And now they're both under the same umbrella again, which is really, <laughs> that's kind of amazing. That happens. I didn't know that they were owned by the same company anyway.
0: Well, if you don't know, now, you know, uh, and then following up on the cyberpunk crunch story where, um, We were disappointed to hear about this Uh, maybe two weeks ago. Was it last week? I don't remember. Time is a flat circle. CDPR devs say reportedly preferred. Sorry, let me start that over. CDPR devs reportedly preferred Cyberpunk 2077 crunch over a delay, says Zarminicon at PlayStation Lifestyle. Um, We have uh, on the Game Informer show, there was a panel that discussed the crunch and debacle and says it was a little bit overblown. Uh, They said that they've talked to different developers who all say that they would rather come in for one day a week extra. As we mentioned last time, they they were asked to come in on the weekend day uh, once a month or once a week for the next six weeks rather than um, delaying the game. And most of them didn't even consider that crunch. Jason Schreier put out an email from the studio head, Adam uh, Badowski, when Cyberpunk was delayed from September to November. And Holden, you've highlighted a sentence here. It is super tiny on my screen. Can you read it on yours?
1: Jason actually highlighted that. Oh, JK. Um, I can read it for you. I can see it. Yeah, go for it. I said, uh, the part of the email, this is um, an email that Adam um, Badowski sent out when the game was... Oh, you already said it. It was first yeah. delayed from September to November. Uh, if I could wish for anything, I, wished, I would like to humbly ask you to, in all caps, endure in the effort, end caps, to deliver the game. I would also like to extend an apology to your partners and ask for their support as well. Dear partners, I am fully aware that the hard work of your loved ones often means they cannot participate on the home front, but I promise in this last stretch... And the finish line is near. So basically saying, hey, I'm where this impacts your home life, but just like tell your wife at home or your husband at home that, like, you got to do it because the game's important. We said thanks. We said thanks. Um, In fact, we have a
0: whole sentence devoted to saying thanks. Dear partners, <laughs> I'm fully aware.
1: <laughs> so does this change anything for you that some of the developers at Cyberpunk or Cyberpunk at CD Projekt Red are. I guess okay with this.
0: Um it's it's difficult to know to not it's difficult to think about this and not know how everyone was feeling and how that was determined they were going to do one weekend day a week for 6 weeks. And I still think that it whether whether they want to or not, I still think that 6 days a week working from home in this mess is is too much. It's a, it's a lot for any, mm-hmm. for anybody. Yeah. I know that if I like being a team player, I know that if somebody asked me on my team, like, "Hey, we have this thing that we need to just get done," I need you to to work on Sunday. And I need you to do it for a couple I, I would, in fact, I've done that. I've I've had things, projects that it were due, and it was like, I'm working through the weekend this weekend, and it happens. And of course, I would say yes, and of course that I would get paid for it, and I would it would look better whenever I'm looking for promotions and things like that. But it doesn't mean that it's good. And whether they yeah. wanted it or not, uh, you know, they would probably still do it reluctantly
1: mm-hmm. yeah i think that's what kind of jason was highlighting there that email is that even if it's not mandatory it can feel like it's mandatory yeah. um and i think i agree with what you're saying like i think these people are just team players and they just want to help out in this case this current crunch is mandatory but it doesn't like this doesn't really change anything for me and kind of how i look at it because I mean Jason said he talked to over twenty employees, but how many people are in that company? And you know, how many employees did Game Informer talk to? There's always gonna be a spread of people who feel one way or the other about a company's decision, the company they work for. So it doesn't really change anything because like just because Jason wrote the story doesn't mean that everyone at C Project Red unanimously agreed that the crunch was terrible and awful. That's not the case. Just like with Naughty Dog, and their extreme uh, of crunch, their extreme version of crunch, there are employees there who still want it and don't care about it. So, like, just because there are some people at a company who are fine with the direction of that company, doesn't mean that the decision that a company made is right or wrong. Right. It's kind of like we'd have to make the judgment for ourselves, and that's kind of all there is to it.
0: You know, it would make it better though. It wouldn't make it what? right, but it would make it better. They gave them an extra week at Christmas or Thanksgiving or something like that. Well, I guess not Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. they probably don't celebrate Thanksgiving there in, in Poland. But maybe I don't know. I don't know. There's a Canadian Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe we're the only grateful continent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they got a, kidding, a bunch of countries shit. like even Brazil like celebrates uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, it's it's like a celebration of because when we saw that we had that exchange, I was cu- I was curious. Um, it's like an exchange of a celebration after a harvest. So you kind of eat a lot because you have a plentiful harvest and you have a lot of extra food. So maybe Poland did it. I don't know. Okay.
0: And then finally, the last little cyberpunk thing we've got here is just a piece of Cyberpunk 2077's <laughs> Japanese script is basically the size of a coffee table. So it's Joe Scrubbles at IGN. And there's a photo. I'm going to see if I can just drag this photo into the video screen. If you're watching the video version, boom, it is now the whole screen, except, oh, you can see me peeking up from the side. Yes, uh, it's enormous, and that is just a piece of the Japanese script. That is not even all the languages. Great, weird flex, but okay.
1: That's It's a crazy amount of pages. It is. It's like, a lot of paper. I'd be curious how many pages that is, because what was it? Um, it looks like at least 20. <laughs> at least 20. Detroit Become Human was 2,000, I think, 2,000 pages.
0: Yeah, and that had a bunch of branching shit.
1: Yeah, and I'm curious. I'm. But I'm that's. How many I mean, that's that is.
0: branching ship versus like a, a huge immersive open world. Like those are. Yeah. I guess what you're trying to say is that Detroit Become Human was the last thing we heard about that was enormous in size.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Let's take a little hop skip to jump back to the Sony Quest log and wrap up those little side quests. Get us closer to that platy platy coco puff. You know what I've realized? Now that we've moved the main quest at the beginning, we don't have a place for the ad read. Let me tell you a little bit about Affable Idiots. It is the parent company under which we fall along with A-A-W-I and also with You Podcast and maybe another cool thing coming up pretty soon, maybe with some, uh, I don't know, films, movies, I don't know, something like that, maybe. As long as we get your support, how do you support us? Let us know that you like us and you want more content from us by subscribing to us on YouTube. I don't know, if we had a, a vanity URL like, youtube.com slash respawning fire maybe we would love you more if we saw more five star reviews on our podcast services i know we're rated 5.0 out of 5.0 stars on itunes right now but i mean if we had more of them we would love you more that's our love language is shower us (laughs) with gifts and affection so do that. If you also would like to become a patron of Responding Fire, there is a Patreon for that. What is it, Holden? That's right, patreon.com slash Fire. <laughs> That's exactly my voice. That's crazy. You're able to throw that across the, uh, the eastern seaboard there. Uh, yeah, you can go there. You can get dope wallpapers. I'm toying with the idea of releasing an extra wallpaper skin on, an extra, on a wallpaper in the next, like, week for Halloween. Maybe. Maybe. So you might get double the money, double the pleasure, double the fun. Statement of the Great man to Mary and Mary, double income. Um. Go there. Play with us on weeknights, Thursdays, game night. <sighs> Influence what we play for barf. Did I miss anything? Go check out game The man. Grind. The first episode of The Grind has been up for quite a few weeks now, but it's still a super dope piece of content, and it is our most viewed piece of content Aww. on YouTube. Um, and it's all about the uh, broken promises, for better or for worse, from Google Stadia. So go check that out, or be a fucker. <laughs> Next up, moving on to our Sonic Quest <laughs> log. Um, we have trophy changes. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! First of all, it's just nice to hear the confirmation that trophies are coming to PS5 as well. Second of all... It's great <laughs> like to hear they wouldn't have come. <laughs> you don't know. It's great to hear that not only are they coming in a new incarnation or a new revamped system, but that all of the previous work that you do gets adapted to that new system. Like I would hate if they said, Hey, we're we're now doing a one to nine ninety nine thing, but it's only starting with PS5 trophies. I could have seen that happening. I would have hated it, but I would have gone along with it. New trophy levels. Work, work, work. So uh you used to have trophy level associated with the number of trophies that you got. And after you got to like, I don't know, level 10-ish, it was a grind to level up again. Uh, And they would only go from 1 to 100. Now, they go from 1 to 999. And they've taken that compressed thing, and they've slinked it out. And now, what you used to be, you are now born again as a new Christian at a higher level on the Scientology (laughs) whatever-you-paid-for hierarchy. So, Holden, all of that was to say, that we are all now much, much cooler than we were before. You were a mm-hmm. cool level of thirteen before. What is your cool level yeah. now? Two
1: hundred and thirty.
0: Oh lord. Two hundred and thirty. Hold on, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yours is way more impressive though. Uh,
0: I took a picture of it and then I deleted it and now I am still trying to find that deleted photo. Um, okay, here here it is. So before I was level 24. I am now 367, baby! Uh, Why are they doing this? Well, they're revamping it a little bit to, obviously, dangle the carrot in front of your head a little bit more. uh, Allow you to get that little dopamine hit more often, so you're leveling up more often. Um, The way that they've revamped it as well, instead of just having a star next to your number like they did for the past couple of generations, you now have an actual icon with a little trophy symbol. and It's bronze. It's bronze with a circle around it. It's bronze with the little wingies. Or it's silver, similar, similar. Gold, similar, similar. And then if you are one of the crazy-ass people out there who reach level 999, you get a cool-ass platinum little icon next to your name. And the big thing, platinum trophies now count for more progress than they did before, which makes me a happy boy. That's dope. Happy to see that. Um, something else that was leaked and then confirmed by Sony um, just two days ago was that similar to what Xbox One already does, on next gen, you will see trophy progress uh, in the menu as well. So if it says kill 100 bad guys, it will show you how close you are to killing 100 bad guys in the menu, which is pretty cool. Hold on. You know how you get trophies? From playing games. Trophies Mm -hmm. started way back on the Vita and PS3. Did you know that? Of course you did. I did know that. They weren't on PSP. What do those three systems have in common? Holding PlayStation Store on web and mobile (laughs) is to stop selling PS3, PSP, and Vita games this month. Says Wesley Yinpool at Eurogamer. Uh, So apparently the PlayStation Store is getting an overhaul on web and mobile. You are now only able to buy PS4 games and PS5 games going forward. In fact, you can no longer even buy PS4 apps, themes, or avatars from the online store. However, you can still buy content for all of these platforms from their respective stores on their own systems. So if you have a PS3, you can still go on the PS3 on the console and, uh, and download games. Same for Vita. I think the PSP store... Is shut down. Like you can no longer access the PlayStation store. That's been down for years. You can no longer access the store from the PSP, but you can still download PSP games to your Vita via the PSP store. Via the PSN store. Interestingly enough, there's a on the online version of the store, there's a wish list feature, which I've used. And it's really cool to, I don't know, every other week go into your wish list and just see all the games and whether or not they're discounted. Like, oh, it's <coughs> discounted now? I'll buy it. Uh Everyone thought, oh, they've implemented this on the online store. Hopefully, it'll come to the like PlayStation 4. And it turns out, no, they're just fucking getting rid of that altogether.
1: Does that affect you at all? Do you even have any of those systems? Oh, you have a Vita, right? I have a Vita, I have a Vita yeah. I, I think this is a good move. It makes sense. Yeah. If it
0: makes the site work better, <laughs> by all means. As I told you <laughs> yeah. earlier
1: this week, like for
0: years... I, on all of my devices it's been like 95% of the time I try to go online and sign in it's just a loop where it says sign in enter your password sign in again
1: and then today it stopped, that stopped happening for me I was able to pre-order games but like yeah, yeah.
0: same thing every yeah. once in a while a different device will be able to do it like most recently it's been my iPad I'm like oh great if I need to buy something on the store online I go to my iPad if I try it on my phone mm-hmm. or my Mac it'll fuck up <laughs> uh, next we have a fetch quest log Just for the PS5 within the Sony Quest log. Oh shit! Let's run through these little baby back ribs. Starting with Japanese media, weren't shown PlayStation 5 UI, create button features, says Brianna Reeves at PlayStation Lifestyle. I last week was like, how the hell did all these people get their hands on the console, show us launching and switching between games and how it was all running and none of them saw the UI? Turns out, they didn't. Why don't we know more about the, that information? I have no fucking clue. Uh, Holden. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, just, just kidding. In my mind, Ghost of Tsushima and Sekiro are the same game. <laughs> but <laughs> you liked this game, but you're not like Sekiro about it. Ghost of Tsushima yeah, on PS5 will achieve 60 frames per second with the game boost mode, On says Liana uh, Rupert at Game Informer. Um, this will also include faster load times thanks to the SSD. I did not tell you about this ahead of time, but I put strike through in this next part because it basically means nothing, but I'm going to read it out loud now anyway, even though I put a strike through in it. God of War, God of War 3 Remastered, and Naughty Dog's games will all be available via backwards compatibility, but we don't know uh, what upgrades those will have yet. As we see later, 99.9% of all other games will also be available, and we also don't know what upgrades they'll have either.
1: So, I think, that there's, I think the reason is there's still a strike through... I think there's a reason that it's still important to call those games out as being backwards compatible, which we'll talk about though when we get to those, the 99%. Because there's a very important caveat to that 99%. Dope.
0: Modder creates and showcases Bloodborne 60 frames per second patch, says Zerminikon at PlayStation Lifestyle. So a guy has gotten Bloodborne to run at 60 FPS on a PS4 Pro. He's only had to downscale it to 720p. Um sorry brought brought the resolution down to 720p and then upscale it to 1080 and then in like a weird uh i don't know ransom or like blackmailing says (laughs) if you don't release a patch that does this auto already by the time the ps5 launches i'm gonna make this public i would love to play the game in 60 fps i would also like to play bloodborne 2
1: absolutely Uh, definitely bloodborne 2 um There was a rumor a little while ago that there was a Bloodborne, like, remaster coming out on PS5 that's, like, 60 frames per second and 4K and all that.
0: It's also been rumored to be coming 60 frames per second and 4K to PC for the last, like, four years.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: And it never happened.
1: I don't see Sony making a, like, actually doing a patch for PS4 where they lower the resolution to 720p on a PS4 Pro. I don't see that happening. But it's cool they got it to happen. Spider-Man
0: Miles Morales went gold, huzzah! And I love that the, the this article also in the title says release date announced. Says so Jordan Piazzo. at right? so <laughs> Yeah, like,
1: well, like, it was announced a while ago. Yep, <laughs> the, uh, technically that's not a false statement. Well, to be fair, did Sony announce it a while ago, or did Jeff Keeley announce it a while that's ago? That's right. Now now it's Nobody official. can tell. <laughs>
0: And then what we were alluding to before, PS4 games on PS5. Your top questions and top questions answered by Hideki Nishino at PlayStation Blog. Directly from the horse's mouth, we know that not, over 99% of games will run on PS5. Oh, excuse me. Over 99% of PS4 games will run on PS5. Uh, there are a couple of things to keep in mind that... Although, quote, this is from Sony support page, quote, although many PS4 games are playable on PS5 consoles, some, funct- some functionalities that were available on PS4 may not be available on PS5 consoles. In addition, some PS4 games may exhibit errors or unexpected behavior when played on PS5 consoles. Further, uh, it reads, "Quote: Before purchasing add-ons to play with your PS4 games on PS5 consoles, please try to boot and play your PS4 games on your PS5 console to see if you're happy with the play experience." So we know that the games are going to run. From that, it means like sounds like they're going to run, but we don't know what's going to happen when you try to boot it up. Is it going to be good? Is it going to? Is everything going to be blown out? Is it going to be skippy? Is it going to be great? Who knows? But well, we know at least they boot.
1: Yeah, um, and I feel like. The confirmation of like the Naughty Dog games and the God of the War games and PS4 is just saying these ones will work. You're not gonna like have like weird hiccups and glitches and stuff. Like these are fully backwards compatible. Compatible, they will work. Gotcha. I'd be super bummed if I open up Sekiro and like can't block or can't swing the sword. <laughs> like I'm like, sure what? we're never.
0: I'm sure we're not gonna run into anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'm just being paranoid
0: <laughs> so yeah. it would be really bummed <laughs> uh, in that same article Sony details 10 games there are 10 PS4 games that will not run on PS5 <laughs> whatever the fuck DWVR is Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of the Kuma Volume 1 TT Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2 Just Deal With It Shadow Complex Remastered Robinson the Journey We Sing Hitman Go Definitive Edition Shadwin and Joe's Diner
1: I feel like they could have just said, yep, 100% of games won," <laughs> and no one
0: would have ever found out. <laughs> you know, though, but... So here's the, the two that surprised me. I mentioned this in our text message thread earlier this week. Robinson the Journey surprises me because when PSVR came out, that was, like, one of the showcase titles that they were kind of... It was in all of the advertisements. They were promoting it at conferences. um, And it was, like, one of the very first, like, amazing scale experiences you could just you're literally going around and touching dinosaurs and and it's really cool and fucking hiding from velociraptors and trying to sneak around them zelda style oh my god it was terrifying um but that surprises me that they for whatever reason are not compatible and then the other one being hitman go definitive edition like the square enix they have other go games like Lara croft go that are coming to next like that are compatible and the only thing I can think of is like, well, we don't have the the rights to Hitman anymore because we gave that to IO Interactive, so I guess we're not going to bother updating this game at all. I don't know. I, I don't know why they did that one or they didn't do that one, but they did all the others.
1: Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I can see that. At the same time, though, like I don't think that ninety nine percent of those games on PlayStation Four were reworked by the developers and like touched up. Yeah, I'm sure not. So like. Something about it, like it just doesn't work. I I don't know. Like it's it's very strange for sure.
0: And Shadow Complex Remastered is actually like in the last two years, I think. Yeah. So it's not necessarily like Joe's Diner, though. Joe's Diner, man. That's what we're missing out. There are a couple of things to note, however. PS4 games will be able to take advantage of PS5's yet unannounced unique UX features which will be shown later. We are literally a month away. We are, it is the 11th. It is almost, it is like two hour, two and a half hours from midnight on the 11th. People will be playing this in a month and we don't know what unique UX features on the PS5 will be or what the create button does. It's fucking crazy. And then in another kind of interesting twist, you'll be able to remote play from PS4 to PS5. So if your PS4 is downstairs and your PS5 is upstairs, you'll be able to play your PS4 on your PS5. You'll be able to stream it. Streamed PS4, however, won't feature the Game Boost features. So obviously if it's still running locally on your PS4, it won't have the extra processing power to make it better. And then uh, in the last bit here, transferring saves from PS4 to PS5 is up to developers. There have been quite a few articles actually in the last couple of weeks that have been criticizing Sony for having such a confusing save transfer. Some games, the saves transfer. Some games, you need an upgrade to do it. Some games, it doesn't do it at all, but it all does it on Microsoft is always the kind of thing. And then this is Sony just coming out saying, hey, we gave them the choice and they chose not to. Whereas I assume then Microsoft said, this is how upgrades work and this is how cross-gen thing, things work on our platforms. Either do it or get off. Boom. Boom. Speaking of something else that's unique to PS5 that won't be working at launch, the PS5 Tempest 3D Audio, the cool thing they've been promoting, will not be compatible with TV speakers at launch, says so Chandler Wood at PlayStation Lifestyle. So that uh, just that 3D audio feature, which I've recently kind of experienced on another platform, is super fucking cool, uh, and it just won't be on the TV speakers. You won't be able to experience it without headphones. On any kind of headphones plugged into the, the port on your DualSense, uh, or wireless to the PlayStation itself, you will still be able to experience the 3D audio. Just not yet on speakers. Which is kind of crazy. Like, if they can get that to work on TV speakers, it's crazy. So crazy.
1: Yeah, that was such a crazy feature to me to begin with. That I was like, oh, it's me late. That's that's fine. I already didn't kind of believe it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I've been using headphones lately, so I think I'm going to be fine. Yeah.
0: Hold in. In the uh, the thing that gave you a boner for almost a week, you had to call a doctor, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. PS5 Teardown, an up-close-and-personal look at the console hardware from PlayStation on YouTube. Hold on. Walk me through these things, since
1: you were so excited and enamored by it.
0: Walk me through so the teardown.
1: Excited. First of all, thing is big. We what now have the big? official dimensions for it. It's big. I just... Head Siri translate or uh, um, convert all the millimeter measurements to inches like Americans because we need to know the <laughs> inches it's f- basically four inches wide whoa it's that is one big, b- <laughs> it is big. it's 1.2 feet high that is big and it's eight inches deep so it's a it's big boy it's, it's a, a really big console But it's just, make room for entertainment center, and then it's on a Switch. It's fine. (laughs) You don't have to pick it up and use it.
0: As we'll find out very soon, it is worth being that big.
1: Yes. Um, There is some very, very fancy tech in there. Let's start with the uh, input-output ports on this PS5. It's got, in the back, two USB-A ports that transfer 10 gigabits uh, per second. Which I didn't even know was a
0: possibility. I
1: didn't know USB-A
0: could go that fast.
1: I think it, I think it's a USB three point two can. And USB C is just like three point two as well, just with a different size, I think. I don't know how that works, but it apparently it's possible. I don't think they're lying. So <laughs> apparently it's possible. Um on the front it does have a USB C port, which is the same, ten gigabits per second. In the video they called it super speed. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> I just, just thought it was really funny. Um and then there's one high speed USB A port, but I don't know what that one is. Does but that's cool. Probably, probably has for like Ethernet. charging a controller or something. Yeah, or,
0: like, I guess it was like like how fast
1: is high speed? Like how, what are they? Oh, I think as they said speed? it was
0: five gigabits. Okay, and that's Ethernet? Probably best used for like headphones.
1: The USB A port.
0: Yeah, any like the Sony like surrounds on headphones and things like that require a uh,
1: yeah. uh, USB port. Like there's a wireless dongle oh. that plugs in. They're not just Bluetooth. I didn't know that. There's Ethernet on it. There's an HDMI out. It has an AC power adapter, which is the same exact one as on the PS4, which is great news because I can basically just keep my cable managing exactly how it is. Yes. Unplug the PS4 and plug in the PS5. That's actually really good news. That's a subtle, like nice thing. That probably didn't they didn't think about that at all. They just it was more cost effective (laughs) to use the same cables, but that's cool. It has a 4K ultra HD Blu-ray drive, which is insulated to reduce noise, these little like caps that I guess like puts Pressure on certain points of the drive, so that it's not rattling as much. I guess is what it, okay. I, I'm assuming. it's what it's doing. Looks. I remember looks very quiet.
0: What was almost a year and a half ago? Whenever we played Kingdom Hearts, or was that last year? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a year and a half ago. Yeah, um, it was a decade ago. We played Kingdom so Hearts, ago. and I played it on disc, and it was like, and mm-hmm. it was in the port, and it was just going. Sk-sk-sk-sk. I was like, oh my god! Playstations <laughs> make that sound on a regular basis. I hate that.
1: It sounds like it's broken. This next one is, I think, very important. And I wish I had the numbers here. I didn't write the numbers down here. But it has Wi-Fi 6 and Bluetooth yeah. 5.0. 5.1. 5 5. 5.0, that's great. 5.1, yeah. Uh, 5.1 is great. But Wi-Fi 6, the Wi-Fi speeds on the PS5 are many times faster than that on the Series X. Which means that when you're downloading big old next-gen games, it's going to download a hell of a lot faster. That's tr- That's fantastic news. Yeah. And that's, that's like, almost nothing right now. Like, the newest
0: iPhone and the newest watch are all running Wi-Fi 6. But, like, outside of that, yeah. nothing has Wi-Fi 6 in it yet. So, it's the fact that Sony is, like, putting this out there on their flagship console
1: mm-hmm.
0: and not waiting for the Pro revision.
1: Yeah, I think, and uh, we'll see this as a, a trend. They didn't skimp on this console. They weren't saying things like, all right, well, for this really fast SSD, we'll put all the money into that, and then we'll just put a really cheap Wi-Fi card in there yeah, so that it we can make up the cost. Like, I don't think they made any decisions like that because there's so many like very well-considered things about this. Speaking I mean, of which, the base. Obviously, the, you you'll also need out. a Wi-Fi 6 router, though, to take advantage of those,
0: which also are only now starting to become kind of mainstream. Yeah,
1: But they're future-proofing it. Future-proofing it the base is surprisingly nice someone's gotten mocked for this base it's ridiculous it's awesome
0: it is so cool like the so you take the base and while it's standing up and then you take it up you unscrew it And you take the little pin out. You take off the base. There's a little plug that you can use to plug the butthole on the PlayStation. And then there's a little hidden compartment in the base where you put the screw and you slide it and it disappears into the... It's so cool. And then you put it... You just kind of hook it on the side to turn it sideways. First of all, don't turn it sideways. It's hideous sideways. Always keep it upright. (laughs) But, like, the fact that they thought about that and they had the hidden compartment and the butt
1: plug. Like, it was... It's dope. Yeah. People are going to lose that screw if they only use it... It, 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 you, know, like you might orient it one way for a long time and then change it to the other position for a while after that if you move somewhere else and need a room. like So it's something that you could very easily lose that screw. And the fact yeah. that they thought about that is crazy. It's, and then good, all way.
0: those haters out there who are saying, and Microsoft included, until they deleted the tweet, saying, this is how you turn a Series X on its side. And then Did they do turn that? It... They deleted the tweet? Yeah, well, it was, it was Microsoft UK and then they deleted the tweet like a day later. But they just turned it on its side and then if you take a picture somebody else followed up with a picture from like the side of it like yeah, yeah. when it's on its side and it shows like all the hideous ports and stuff you can see through the grill and the weird base just kind of hanging off the side and the cables coming i was like yeah it looks ugly as
1: fuck <laughs> <laughs> it was them I, i'm amazed they took it down because i was so close to retweeting it and being like this isn't the gotcha you think it is yeah <laughs> And I guess they agreed. <laughs> but it's... Yeah. Uh, that was such a weird, like, trying to be the this is how you share a game, like, moment. And it did not work. It didn't work at all. Um, go back to the PS5. The side panels are removable. It's now official. Which, they didn't say this isn't official, but I think we can speculate there will be some very nice panels to get in the future. Uh, they There have to be.
0: They are so easily removable... That one, either there will be first party, like they have a Last of Us theme panels. You can just pop them off, pop the new ones on, which I will buy all of. Or Mm -hmm. there will be, you could probably buy them three D printed for five bucks a piece on eBay, and you can design whatever the fuck you want. You can design them yourself, and I can't wait for that too. Mm
1: -hmm. I'm just gonna, I don't know, take a shit on it and Jackson Pollock the hell out of it. It's really cool. And that, by taking the panels off, you get access to the expansion port where you can actually put in an additional. SSD into the PS5 as long as it meets the requirements, which are uh, oh we don't have this right here, but the what was it? They're, they're priced very expensive. The first kind of maybe official SSD that can they're, work. With the they're PS5. pretty much in line with the
0: like the new ones from WD, the WD Black series. Yeah, that are technically fast enough, but Sony has not said whether or not they meet the heat requirements or the size requirements. Yeah, um, the heat requirements. The one is the terabyte big one. version is the same price as the one terabyte Xbox expansion card. Yeah. But actually if you go to 2 terabytes, it's Xbox like $450. It's
1: like, whew. It's the cost of your PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> but what's cool, though, is you can get the 1 terabyte version, and then you're more than doubling the storage of your console at that point, because yeah. you keep the storage that's in there. And that's what I was curious about, because Mark Cerny's wording at Road to PS5 kind of left it open, where you could either expand or replace. It's, he said expand, but it wasn't quite clear that this is what they were doing, and it's nice to know that you don't have to, like, take your SSD out and then transfer all the data over. Like, it's just, this is going to be awesome. It looks very seamless. Yeah. Um, underneath the side panel as well, outside of that ex- expansion port, is the central fan, which actually is put in a position where it cools both sides of the console kind of simultaneously. They only kind of needed one fan there, which is a different approach to how Microsoft used the one fan kind of at the top to hit all areas of the console. So that's that's some clever work there. And then um, there's also a dust catcher. So that's good. so cool. Uh, again, one of those, they thought of this little thing that they didn't have to think about at all, and no one would have blamed them if they didn't think about putting a dust catcher on there, but they did. And you just put a vacuum up to that hole, and it sucks up all the dust. And then you're good. Because PS5s, they got dusty. PS5, PS4 got dusty. PS5, not going to get dusty. So well, it nice. will get
0: dusty, but you can clean it real good.
1: Yeah. And then the last part is kind of the internals that we saw. I'm not going to go over everything with the uh, internals. Other than to point out that they can no longer send it to that PS5 for any sort of warranty repair. Because they took off the tamper seals. Don't do I that, I saw everyone. them pull up that tape, and I said, "Oh, <gasps> Yep. Warranty voided. Not leading by example, Sony, if I have to say <laughs> so myself. <laughs> Uh, And in all seriousness, they showed off the SSD, the system on a chip, the heatsink, and the RAM on the motherboard. Um, The big highlight, which was rumored, and we didn't even talk about it because I didn't believe it for a second, but it's totally true, is there's going to be liquid metal cooling on PS5. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like a high-end PC kind of thing, and they put it on the PS5. Another area where they just spared no expense. Yep. And then we also see... The,
0: the heatsink itself is basically like by volume, I don't know, 80% of that console. Oh, yeah. So like it is that big with every intention of just keeping it cool. And yep. as you mentioned the reports that from the past couple of weeks, like after running it for what, 80 minutes, they touch it yep. and it was literally cool to the touch. Like This thing is not going to get warm. It's not going to sound like a jet engine for at least six months. And then it'll get dusty and then you'll vacuum it out and then it will sound like a jet engine again.
1: I'm very impressed. This is, it looks engineered just to perfection. And something hit me where, I I can't remember what they said it, but they said that PS5, they've been working on it, like, literally since PS4. Whereas, when Xbox was talking about their time frame, they said that they started working on it after the Xbox One X, but they kept the future in mind when they made the One X. Which means that they've been working on this several years longer than Microsoft has. And I'm not an engineering expert. I don't know about the hardware. But from my little naive perspective over here, it seems like they totally outclassed the Series X. Because the teardown for this was, to me, way more impressive than the teardown for the Xbox Series X. And the kind of the trend. The Series X teardown was also impressive. That's engineered very well. It's a really good piece of kit, as they would say in the UK. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but the PS5 just looks like it's engineered by, you know, uh, by Da Vinci, and this is their, you know, David, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, right. it's it's amazing. It's just Sistine Chapel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dallas says in the chat, he's not a fan of the, the bass switching, he says, it's too much work. Well... I guess that's a reflection on you as a lazy motherfucker. First of all, you're only (laughs) going to do this once every few years as you change your console up, or your your entertainment sensor up. But also, not only are you too lazy to take a screw out and put it sideways, but you're too lazy to put two O's on the word two? It's two, (laughs) one, O, much work, Dallas? Come on, man. Come on.
1: Come on. It is more work than the Xbox, but we saw the Xbox looks like trash. Even Microsoft (laughs) agrees because they deleted their tweet. Uh, But also, it's something you do once. And I think most people probably aren't going to do it. I have to do it because my entertainment center, the way it's set up, I have to keep it horizontal. Get a new house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) PlayStation needs its own bedroom. All right. That is it. It is super impressive. Like, 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 love it. Um, and we don't have a main quest because we already did it. So we're going to transition into the last part of our show, the Game On Game Show. The Game On a Game Show. We play a game called Game On, the Game Boom. Show on a Game Show. Game, 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 game. Everyone, we've got another round of now flesh it out, now flesh it out. This is usually a cop-out game, but I'm actually kind of super interested in what these might end up being. So we've got three pairs of games, and the way Now Flesh It Out, Now Flesh It Out works is we have to take two existing game franchises, mash them together, and figure out what type of game they would create. What would be a proper love child of these two games? Hold on, I've got three pairs. The first is Solitaire crossed with Fortnite. (laughs) What would Solitaire look like crossed with Fortnite? I'm thinking something That's probably a really like a one. like a Tetris 99 style. Like it is a solo game, but oh, you, okay. Yeah. So you solitaire, maybe not. It's boring to just play solitaire by itself. So maybe you're like solitaire, and there's some kind of card house building element to it to incorporate the Fortnite building a house building. Get it? Right. I've never played Fortnite. Um, <laughs> 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 and then like, I can as, with that. You can like, I don't know. Every time you build a new level on your house of cards. It sends a gust of wind over to somebody else, and just goes, And if they don't have enough cards on their level, then it just topples it over. Eh?
1: Here's an idea here. This is totally not Solitaire, but it takes okay. a portion of Solitaire. And kind of something we've seen in Warzone. Warzone you had like certain locations, you had to know the code and like listen to the phone, then go to an area and open it. like right. They had that whole thing going on. Bonkers, here's how yeah. you incorporate solitaire. The goal of solitaire is you have the, um, the the four stacks are building up, starting with the ace of each suit, and you stack up until you have all the cards by their suit laid out in order. Whoever puts down the king is the winner, right? So here's the game surrounding the map of Fortnite, you have all the cards. And you as a team have to know that I have to get the ace and the two and the three and the four and so on and so forth. But whoever puts the king down is the winner. So it's like a little competition of, like, all these teams putting down the cards in the middle of the Fortnite map. But whoever puts the king down is the winner. That could lead And us if a you really shoot them, then you get their cards. Like exactly. Can, yeah. Oh,
0: hold it. I want to play this game. That sounds like a lot of fun. That does.
1: Oh my god! really gosh. hectic when the kings get there.
0: Side note, I know this from a song we used to have in our comedy show. The odds of winning a, a game of Solitaire aren't good. It's about 1 no, in 42. Not. I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, two more matchups. One is Moonlighter crossed with Cooking Mama. <laughs> Moonlighter, for anyone who's unfamiliar, is the game where you play the shopkeeper of an RPG. And... Uh, at night, when all the heroes are done passing through and buying things, you actually go into the dungeons and get weapons and shit so that you can sell them during the day to all of the heroes that come through the town. Cooking Mama, it's a cooking game.
1: I think the the most obvious thing version is you're running a shop that's a restaurant and you're running out to get ingredients, but you have to adhere to the menu... That the chef makes each day, or something like that. Like that's how like randomly procedurally generates. It's like it changes every day, so you have to get chickens one day, but then you know cows the next day. I'm and then, like ingredients to like make the dish of the chicken or beef dish. More specifically, I want it to be a slaughterhouse.
0: <laughs> like I want you to have to go around to each pig and each cow with the compressed air gun and just go right into its forehead and kill every single
1: one of them. Would
0: you call him friendo right before he did it too? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. uh... Yeah, I just, I just, I want you to have to be the person who slaughters all the animals for the cooking mama <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> and you have to do it Chad, at night too, and it's all sneaky or else the animals sue us run away. Now. <laughs> 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 that's what I
1: want. That's a good one. I like that.
0: And lastly, we have a pairing that I think I don't want to. I don't want to taint what you might come up with so I'll save my idea for last but it's Dead Space (laughs) crossed with Beat Saber (laughs) honestly I want to know what yours is go ahead I want to know what yours is okay so it's Beat Saber (laughs) in Oculus Quest 360 degree mode so it's all around you and you just have it's 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 horde mode it's waves of the necromorphs from Dead Space coming at you and you have to dismember them in certain, like in rhythm to the music mm-hmm. and so you're like there's a guy coming at you from the front and you're shooting all of his like glowing pustule spots or shooting off his legs or shooting, so that Uh, Oh, so they're coming at you from the front you have to shoot off their legs because you can hear someone coming from the back and that will slow them down coming from the front you turn around, shoot off that guy's arm so he can attack you, kill that guy, turn back around, that guy's back at you, bam, cut off his head with the plasma cutter, this game is going to be fucking great, Holden let's make it now, game jam, you're you have his computer science degree basically already let's go, (laughs) let's make this in VR, you have an Oculus Go that's sufficient
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> definitely not but we'll figure it out I like this idea a lot you can also have it so that you know um you know amplitude mm-hmm we're an amplitude and also rock band unplugged to do this as well. Really different lanes, right? Yeah, now we're not gonna have different lanes because we've already established it's 360, but the different lanes were different instruments. Different weapons are different instruments, so if you switch to a different weapon, then it's like the drums track or something like that, and it changes. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, kind of cool, too, because okay, some, kind of part of the fun of Dead Space was how you could dismantle in different ways with different weapons. Like, you could use a little like mining tool, or you could use the big like choss, like a uh, um, Sawblade, like, blades. shooter thing. Yeah, Ripper Blades, yeah. Um, that could be dope.
0: Oh, God. I just want to play Dead Space and then now also this game that I made up.
1: Dude, do you know how bad I want Dead Space 4? Like, I didn't play 2 or 3, but I loved Dead Space 1 First so all, much. Dead Space 2 is worth playing.
0: Dead Space 3, great. I didn't... I got it for my birthday, and then I played, like, 3 minutes of it, and then I never went back to it. I don't remember why.
1: But, oh, for Dead Space 3. It just wanted to make you happy. That's all I wanted to do.
0: I still own it digitally on PlayStation 3. That's it. That is it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for episode 182 of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you, everyone, for listening and for putting up with me screaming at the beginning of the episode and going into a British accent at the end. Um, We hope you enjoyed yourselves. We have a couple of things for you. One, do you remember that part where we put it on you to show us how much you love us so that we might bring you new products? Uh, go to YouTube, <laughs> subscribe to us, go to podcast services, give us five stars, go to patreon.com slash respawningfire. Maybe there's going to be a, a Halloween wallpaper waiting there this week. Who knows? Maybe. Um, that's it. You know what to do. Oh, go play Horizon Zero Dawn. Everyone's eligible to play Horizon. Lots of people should have played it. We're learning now that many people didn't play it yet. Yeah. Uh, so you have until the end of the month. Please write in with your thoughts on the game, T-H-O-T's, that ho over there. I would love to know what everyone thought of the game. We will read them on the air as we talk about it ourselves at the end of the month. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Dallas and Matt, get ready. We're going to finish up that Curse of Osiris thing tonight. Hell yeah, badass. (laughs) yee